Welcome back guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love and this is your host Jimmy Allen and oh my god I have a special surprise. One of my clients agreed to come on the show today. Uh, we're in the third week of the calling in the one process and I really wanted to allow you to see what it really takes to really evolve yourself to have a really juicy love and how men, when we look inside, that we can really evolve the world around us. So I am so happy and lucky to have him on the show. With further ado, Mr. Andrew. So, Mr. Andrew is here on my podcast called Crazy Juicy Love. Um, Andrew is one of my coaching clients. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm very good. How are you, Juicy Jimmy? I'm good. Um, so, I do want to go back to uh, part of the session and read this again to you. And... Um, so I'm going to read your intention again. Um, and I want you to tell me what, like, again, <laughs> in your life for you. So it says... Are you trying to make me, you trying to make me cry again? <laughs> no. But it's beautiful. It's something that, <clears throat> you know, most people who do it call in the one work doesn't really see or get to hear. And especially from you know, a man. And it's really important to allow other men to see what they can create and love and end up in their life. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so it's hey, a, you sounded you sounded you sounded a lot better when you read it too, versus <laughs> when I read it because your voice is yeah. Okay, um, so <clears throat> I intend on being seen. I intend on radically loving and accepting myself. I intend on allowing myself to dream. I intend on sharing myself. I intend on walking up, waking up happy every day, loving who I am and who I am not. I will be confident with my opinions, with myself and others and in the world. I will take up space in my daily life and on stage and in the world. I will be open. Now, I added, I will, I added a, in mine, I added, I will be open, confident, aware, present, happy, and joyful every day. Well, sure. so, you know, when you think about that, like, how is that starting to show up for you in your life? Um, well, I think, uh, for me, it opened up with the opened up with the openness part of it i i find myself uh sharing expressing myself uh, more to my family and, and people around me and uh you know i just as we talked earlier today uh i just had like conversations with um my 88 year old grandma and was telling her about my like life in the city and you know i cussed in front of her I just was like emotional about you know things that were uh, going on in my life and, and being uh, where I was at, and it's something that I don't know if I would have ever done before. 
because um, it's kind of hard to even imagine like being like, yeah, Grandma, I fucking am so fucking sad today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sad because, you know, my breakup was fucking hard. And for her to like hear those words, the, the, the F-bombs and be, I guess, open to them. Uh, that's a, a step that I uh, I don't know if I would have done before. But I mean, it's not the cursing I'm more open with, but it's the sharing of of how I'm feeling in any given moment. And, and I guess trying not to live up to what I think my family's expectations of me. Yeah. yeah. And I really like that because, you know, you're being open and sharing yourself in that way, like, I find that a lot of men struggle with being open and sharing themselves that way. Like, you know, for you, have you always been that way? Or, or by doing the calling in the one work, is, has that been allowing you to open up even more? So, or, you, or you've been evolving into that. Like, how was, what was before and after? And yeah, I will, yeah. I will say, I think, um, I mean, I think I've always been like a, an emotional man or dude, boy, whatever. Um, and because I was raised, you know, I had a strong, like a strong mom who's like open in, in sharing her feelings and, and having friends who are into astrology, they tell me I'm a cancer. So apparently I'm, I got a hard shell, but a soft inside. It's young to fry and stuff like that. Um, I will say, I think what the calling on one did bring out, um, I was working uh, with one of my coworkers who's this uh, Ukrainian dude. And I, this is where I think calling one like uh, helped out. Like, I was having a, tar- a hard day. Uh, and the breakup, I'd been in a relationship for two and a half years. It was pretty serious. We talked about marriage and family and stuff like that. And uh, we were working together. And I just like, dude, I'm the breakups, you know, it just happened a month ago. And I was like, the breakup is. I'm sad today because I miss my ex girlfriend and I miss the good time. And. This is a dude from Russia who, like, doesn't talk about feelings, who's just is like, I'm here to work, and, like, that's it. <laughs> he, like, was like, man, yeah, I know how you're, I know what you're going through. Like, I was with my ex for, like, two years, and I remember one big fight that we got into where, after we broke up, she was mad and she was throwing our stuff down on First Avenue in New York from a third wow. floor walk-up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, <laughs> I don't know. And in, in not like, normally I would not share the sadness that I was feeling in that moment. And in doing that, we kind of like commiserated and were able to laugh and, and cherish and enjoy like the fact that fucking breakups are hard and they're messy and they're like the residuals are still there no matter how long or short they were yeah or how long ago they were yeah i mean yeah and like what i'm really hearing is like you're you're just being authentic with 
what is there for you in the moment. And it really allowed this other person to really step into that with you, you know, which are something that I really love about the calling in the one is that it really allows you to step into who you want to be and who you want to create for yourself. And then therefore others, that's one of the promises actually of the book is that when you, once you evolve yourself, the world around you, the people around you start to shift and change of how you start to show up in your life. Do you find that to be what's slowly happening for you and with the people around you in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's the case. I think that's like a, uh, it is a great example of it. Um, I find that the people who are honest and true and like actually there for you, like show up more, and then, then you learn who the bullshitters are. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you start, when you start to share, you know your true feelings and you thoughts and you start to be vulnerable with people the ones who actually love and accept you and are open to those vulnerabilities are the ones who are still there after the fact and then the ones who you probably weren't your real self with to begin with tend to slowly fade away and it's like it's challenging to deal with that at first and to say goodbye to these friendships that you had but you realize that these friendships and relationships were built on like uh, just not solid foundation because you didn't even realize how much or I didn't even realize how much of myself that I wasn't sharing to people mm. does that make sense? yeah sense. yeah so I guess you be, you're starting to become clear on what relationships in your life now are serving you or not serving you. Yeah, I think like not Scientology clear, but like clear <laughs> enough to like it's just clear enough with you know just it's, it's. I feel like I've been living my uh, a lot of my life in trying to appease and help other people. And I think that's a, a great and beautiful thing. I think it's great to care and, and be there for somebody. But when it comes to a point where you realize or you don't, I think it's worse when you don't realize that you've been sacrificing yourself for the benefit of others. Mm-hmm which I've been doing for a lot of my life and this last relationship, especially, you know, and towards the tail end of it, that's when it becomes detrimental. And that's when you stop sharing who you really are. And you kind of put up this facade being like, I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm okay. Um, but you're really not because you're not being honest with yourself. Right. But yeah. A lot of, but a lot of men do that and pretend and hide. It's like almost, I always say, well, we <laughs> men teach each other bad behaviors and we teach each other not to do that, not to show that. And, you know, there's a lot of men like Lewis Howes 
who wrote a book called The Mask of Masculinity, he's like really debunking that belief. Like, no, that's not real authentic power as a man. Like allowing yourself to be seen, like what Brene Brown would say, like allowing yourself to be seen and shown is real true power and true, uh, like being truly authentic. Um, yeah. And being, uh, yeah. But it, and it gives Being you power a, to say no or yes in a relationship, whether to stay or go. And, yeah, yeah. You know, most of us won't even acknowledge what's going on inside men, particularly. And you know, and they end up saying, "I had a friend of mine who he told me after he was in a seven-year relationship, and after two years, the first two years, he realized that he should have left." But he stayed yeah. anyway because he had his yeah yeah yeah. I don't know masculinity. That's a that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> now that's a whole yeah. That's a whole nother ball game. Uh, for myself, like being um, my dad wasn't really in the picture, so masculinity was kind of I mean he was in the picture but I don't know if he was as stereotypical masculine as I don't know if he was like a a a model a role model of like you know the perfect sort of masculinity but I was talking with my buddy today too and I don't know if like men even know what it's like to be a man because we have this like 10,000 year old belief of like hunter gatherer I need to be like the chieftain of like the tribe and it's like we're not doing that anymore so there's no there's no pillaging and conquering and this that the other that needs to happen but there's still this like belief in a lot of men that that needs to happen you know you go out to a bar and it's like a hunting season for men you like and then, oh my God, this when, is. <laughs> but it's so. But, but what you sorry, what you're saying is so great because, you know, a lot of men like it's, it's going on what I said earlier. Like, we're men teach each other bad behavior, bad habits, and continually passing down these old beliefs that does not serve us anymore, which causes a lot of single women to be single, and a lot of you know. Um, <clears throat> single parent homes and there's this big epidemic in gay bars where a lot of straight women are flooding to gay bars because they don't want to be in straight bars anymore because men do not know how to communicate they know how to behave they're still in a hunting and gathering phase so women don't even want to go to straight bars anymore because of that mentality that behavior hello hello Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm uncomfortable with straight bars, even to uh, to go there and well, quote unquote, straight bars. You can hear me now. Sorry. Yeah. We got disconnected. I was very offended by what you said. Just kidding. Uh, I am uncomfortable with quote unquote straight bars. You can just smell like you just walk into it, and you can just smell this energy of like. I want to fuck and I want to spread my seed and I need to like conquer I mean I went to a bar last week on Lower East Side 
was talking to this dude who looked like a stand-in for Liam Hemsworth. So, like, he was handsome. He wasn't handsome enough to be, like, a movie star. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about the attractiveness of women that he would go home with and, like, that they needed to be hot. And I'm like, dude, you're a sales rep at 7G. And, like, just like that, it just is so... He's judging women off of, like, how they look and the fact that they're... I don't know, that's maybe not such a comment on dating, more of a comment on him being shallow. But, like, I think that's a very common theme of, like, I want to go out, I want to get drunk to access my feelings, and then then we can open up and talk and we have sex. And the next morning, we go home and, like, that's it. It's done. You know, conquered, done. Notched that off on the belt. I had sex. I got laid that night. I was relieved. Like, it's fine. And I was able to open up and, like, express myself a little bit. Which... That just doesn't seem normal to me. And it's also... It's not normal. It just doesn't seem healthy or productive to uh, a development of, like, society. Because you're also not accepting of yourself enough to open up to another human being. So you, like, get fucked up so you can, like, open up and, and be intimate with someone. And the next morning, you kind of, like, handshakes, skid skadoodle go on your way and then talk about your conquering of the night before I don't know it just doesn't make sense to me it doesn't seem there's no like real human connection because most of the times you don't even remember like the connection well at the end of the day like what what is the payoff for other men who have to deal with women who deal with men like that Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to speak on behalf of all women, but the payoff is shit. The payoff is like having to, like, I've been in multiple relationships with women who have been taken advantage of. They raped coerced pushed into a situation that they didn't want to be pushed into because of this like society that we live in and as someone who is adamantly against that and disgusted by that it's like women deal with that on a regular and daily basis mm. and it's a societal problem and I think it's definitely a men problem it's men I don't know I mean it's it's heavy it. oh, shit um, I mean it's, it's very complicated I mean I would say well I'm asking you this like you know how do you think I know we're like halfway third week in the calling in the one process like what do you think the benefits of doing this kind of work would help other men like that 
I, I think um, I think it would help I think it would help men immensely in in dealing with your own vulnerability and recognizing like for me it's brought up a lot of like generate uh, generalization generational level of toxic I can't even speak this generational toxic masculinity that has been passed down from generation to generation in my family and and in looking back I'm looking at myself and allowing myself to to realize that like oh that's not what mask like what was passed down from generation to generation when my father kind of like cut it off so he kind of cut it off in this like you know, he wasn't really a father figure, but I don't think he was a father figure because he didn't want to pass on the toxic masculinity that happened from like generation to generation. So when shit got going, like, and he didn't know how to deal with it, he like left, which is that's up in its own right. But I think the calling in one has like showed me that it's like what they were as men is not what I have to be as a man. Right. And my standards of being a man are my standards. And my standards of being a man are like, yes, someone who is strong and assertive. It's also someone who's like vulnerable and open and honest and truthful. And listen, you know, listen and respectful. Um, yeah and so I think the calling the one work is like show me that like this with you know society and the stereotypical definition of masculinity is bullshit right you don't and it also helps you realize that you don't have to be the effect of your past you don't have to be the effect of this old school beliefs that you can be the source and the cutoff point of repeating those old habits, repeating those old beliefs, repeating those old patterns. And it really flushes those things out, you know, um, that allows us to continue in those bad habits, you know? Um, and for me, I didn't think that, you know, none of my, uh, you know, uncles and my even my mother aren't married. And I was like, well, this is the way we are. We're not going to get married. And this is, this yeah. is my life. But it's like, no, I don't have to be an effect of that. I don't, I don't be at effect of that. I don't have to follow that path. That that's their choice. Like we don't realize that we have a choice to say in the matter of how we create our own lives, how we create our own relationships, how we show up in relationships. That was really powerful yeah. for me of like, Oh, I get to say so how my love life is going to go. I get to choose. I don't have to live into someone else's belief and concerns and their makeup or whatever. I don't have to take on their mess. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah. yeah. Taking on their mess is a great way to put it. You don't have to take on. Or, or 
societies, man, and their expectations of me as a man. Okay. Yeah. And so, gonna wrap this up. <laughs> uh, and one question for you. So, when you think of the word uh, or the phrase juicy love or juicy love life, what does that mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, a nice, a nice juicy booty. Um, <laughs> a, juicy, a juicy love life. Oof. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, 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 I see sensual. I see like sweaty, uh, uh, raw, untamed. What comes to mind is like. Sex in a kitchen on the beach. <laughs> a nice romantic meal. All about this passionate, sensual love, and then like a sun setting, and just like right and like open and raw. What's juicy love? I thank you for this last minute. Uh, interview and I really appreciate your time and I look forward to our next session uh, thank, thank you for- coach Jimmy thank you <laughs> and that's your show with Andrew calling in the one process this is crazy juicy love with Jimmy Allen guys don't forget to rate subscribe and share this podcast I am so looking forward to bringing Andrew back he agreed to come back two more times to show his evolution of doing this work and the benefits of having a coach in your life that can help you evolve in love. Guys, I am so thrilled to be sharing this process with you. It's something that brings me great joy and great pleasure. Guys, this is your show, Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.